welcome to Happy Hour, a work, culture, and lifestyle show. We're your hosts, Brittany Bowering and Penny Blackmore. If you like our show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, yeah. That was such good radio voice. Thank you very much. Thank you Next very up much. Is the news. We're feeling a bit loopy today. It is a bit of a loopy. We're, well, we're recording at an unusual time. Yes. So I think that's what's throwing us off. This is, it's currently Saturday, early afternoon. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Prepare for demolition. It's an interesting time. I just uh, witnessed Penny at the market buy 18 eggs. Hey, uh, don't tell everyone. There's only two people in their household. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of eggs. Come on. Maybe it's not. You know what? I'd be curious to know. Like if if people listening find that to be an, a lot of eggs okay. or not a lot of eggs. Brittany, we're not going to get through them. Oh, like, really? Not in a week. Right. Okay. But like. But eggs last a while. Exactly. It's just nice to have nice them in the back have. pocket, i.e. In the back pocket. In the carton. Keep them out of your back pocket though because. <laughs> full disaster. Full disaster. That's right where you sit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'm just kind of happy that it's the weekend. This weekend I'm really trying to like. Play it cool, you know, <laughs> just like n- no really big plans, very like casual, loose, you know, that's kind of my vibe this weekend. Mm. I'm excited about it. I love having no plans on the weekend. Yeah. It's divine. I mean, I go back and forth because sometimes if I have no plans on the weekend, then I'm like, what am I doing? You it's know? about planning to have no plans. This is the thing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's exactly. absolutely Because then you're in the right mindset. Yeah. Um, How are you doing? Yeah, I'm a little dusty. Dusty. That's Penny's word for hungover. <laughs> um, Dusty's such a good word to isn't describe it, it though. Because it's so cute. It's perfect. I usually say I'm a little bit foggy. Mm-hmm. But dusty is so much better because like it implies- you got to brush the dust off. Yeah, it implies there's like a little bit of dirt as well. Like there's <laughs> a little bit of something kind of like grimy, you know? Oh, I love that. But yeah. that's what it is. Is it an Australian thing? Maybe. Okay. I'd never heard that before. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. But I knew when you said it for the first time, I knew, ex- of course, I knew exactly what you meant. I like you know? that. Yeah. You're like, that just, it makes perfect sense. Yes. yes. I love when stuff like that happens. So you're a little dusty. But mm. otherwise, you had a busy work week, right? Oof, yeah. 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 Intense. It's been great though. I mean, like my main problem is that I can definitely go three days without leaving my house. Right. And then I, and then I'm like, oh, my muscles are atrophying. Like I walk up the <laughs> stairs and I'm like, I swear I used to have quads, but now it's just like. Do you have someone to come and like turn you over when you're <laughs> <laughs> like in bed? Just you don't want to get bed sores, you know? Oh, oh man. Yeah. I, I really you are did one of those some people. work today. Yeah, I know. You're one of those I'm people just lazy. Just, I'm fundamentally lazy. But you're also, I think, I don't know, uh, I think you're like really happy in your in your world. Do yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> I know that sounds weird to say because like mm-hmm. I'm also happy, but, but I need like outside stimuli. Like I need to get out of the house at least once a day or else I go a little crazy. Whereas That's I think so you are so, yeah. like you're just so content in your own space, mm-hmm. which is really, I think, super nice. Apparently it's because I'm a Taurus and Tauruses oh. are huge homebodies. Interesting. Yeah. So this is so funny because, wait, Taurus, right. Tauruses are also supposed to be really <laughs> Like I just don't learn this. I think like stubborn? today, yeah, stubborn, like yeah. bullheaded. Yeah. Do you think I'm that stubborn though? No, actually, that's yeah. interesting. I mean, I'm not a typical Taurus. No, 
But we are the best lovers in the zodiac. Is that <laughs> so? Two times, and I'm like, shit, that's a lot to live up to, right? Better There's look up some moves on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I know. Wow, the best lovers, mm-hmm. Taurus. What's oh. the? What are the dates? <laughs> Again, it's uh, April, May. April twenty first to May twenty first. Right. Okay. So I'm like an early. Early Taurus. Taurus. And what is what are the characteristics of your star sign, Pisces? I'm a Pisces. Um, I mean, I'm not really into this kind of stuff very much, so oh. I know very little about it. <laughs> I'm like, I, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but what I do know is that uh, we are definitely very sensitive, sensitive people. Um, actually, I think that's all I know. I think you're meant to be creative. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> and empathetic. Yeah. And emotional, but then also I've read that Pisces are very involved with like they work best in pairs. Interesting. They do their best creative work when they're in a pair. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, I have a lot of Pisces friends. Yeah. I mean because they're they're fantastic, great. obviously. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hi everyone. Hi Pisces. <laughs> we see you. Work. Uh, Okay, work topic. Tell us all about it, Britt. Here we go. I feel like every week I'm just full on ranting, but this is just how it's going to be. It's life lessons. It's life (laughs) lessons. So the thing on my mind this week, Penny, Mm -hmm. is lateness, tardiness, I should say. Yeah. People being en retard, which is in French for… Oh, thank God. For… I thought you said the R word on our podcast. No, sorry. It's en retard. Okay. En retard. Oh, my God. That sounds… I'm sorry. Okay. If the French people are listening, I'm really sorry. I think I butchered that. But it means to be late mm-hmm. or running late. Um, so I have in my circle uh, work and friendships and just general stuff, there's a few people who are just without question… Late. It's definitely not you. Okay. Do you really think it's you? That's so interesting. Okay. I just you're yeah. definitely not. Okay. Cool. And and also I really try these days. No, I, I know. I, by the way, and by the way, can I just say mm. I'm also not always on time. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I think if people hear from me like, oh, I'm running ten minutes late, they're not surprised. Mm. But. They weren't expecting it, you mm-hmm. know? You don't mm-hmm. want to be one of those people where people are literally expecting you to yeah. be late. That's yeah. the worst. Yeah. And there are a few people, um, you know, who that, that just is always the case. And this one person who I work with is literally late for every meeting, mm. call, like, you know, meet up, like everything. Mm. It's And it's just, I, I mean, you know, I understand that I'm a, and this is interesting because I'm coming from like a consultant side, right? Mm. And I'm a consultant. So I'm being paid, you know, from them. They're my client, Mm. you know, but I still feel like this is like, you know, I mean, it's, it's disrespectful for sure. Mm. It says to me that this person clearly thinks that what they're doing is more important than what we're doing. And, and so actually that what that tells me is that they're not actually all that serious about mm. the work that we're doing. Like that's the message that I'm getting, you know? Yeah. And I know that sounds a bit harsh, but it's, um, I'm just kind of, I'm I'm kind of over it, you know? I'm just, I think it's just so, it's just plain rude mm. is what it is, Penny. I totally agree. And I think it's really interesting because we used to work in a world where if you were late, it was because you were scrambling and jumping in a cab and trying to get 
to a meeting on time and so on and so forth. And often sometimes it can be quite tricky to whip out your phone and be like, hey, I'm running 10 minutes late. Like I'm trying to find which train to jump on or whatever. But now you're at your desk. Send a flipping quick email saying, hey, running 10 minutes late. Because like also sometimes you'll have back-to-back calls and you're like, I could really use that 10 minutes to go to the bloody bathroom. Well, exactly. Instead of just waiting on Zoom for the person to show up. So, but the other thing about that is like, I'm happy to have the person, you know, let let me know, obviously. That's like, that's the least they could do. Mm. Um, But even still, Mm. every time, if you're, even if you're letting people know, if you're late every meeting you go to, it's too much, you know, like then you need to refigure your scheduling, Mm. reconfigure, I should have said, Um, you know, like schedule in buffer time. Don't schedule yourself calls back to back, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, to me, it's just, it's so avoidable. It's avoidable. And that's why it Mm. frustrates me so much, you know, and there's only so many times you can apologize for being late uh, without it just being like, yeah. It's like this apology means nothing because you're just going to do it again tomorrow. Exactly. I think also another thing you bring up here is the interesting relationship between being a freelance consultant and having a client, they're obviously paying you. Yeah. Um, And the dynamic, it's, uh, I often find it interesting trying to tread the line between making sure that you're setting expectations that you won't tolerate bad behavior. Yeah, yeah. Like my most hated thing, I'm okay with people being, I mean, it's not ideal, lateness is fine, but my most hated thing is a last minute cancellation. I think it is so rude. Like, especially sometimes you're like moving calls around to fit this call in or like, you know, not going to the supermarket or you could have done anything with that time. And instead it's like two minutes before the call. And so if any of my clients ever do that, I'm just very, and I actually had to run this message past Brittany once. I was like, is this too harsh? And she's like, yep, yes, it is. (laughs) you can't say that. They're paying you. And I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Got it. So I had to like negotiate this language of like, hey, no problem at all, but I'd really appreciate a bit more notice next time if possible. Um, And you kind of have to nip that in the bud. Exactly. Set expectations Mm. early for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. And if you're one of these people, you're, you know, you're listening and you're like, oh gosh, I think I might be one of those people who's always running late or always Give us the tips, but. I've got it right I, now. I, I know you got so something the first one. So the first one is obviously the scheduling and buffer time. Like mm-hmm. reconfigure your schedule, put in 15 minutes between each call. It's fine if your call starts at 2.45, you know, instead of 2.30. Mm. And honestly, the time for you to context change yeah. and and have a bathroom break and mm. be able to stand up. I mean, unless you're at a standing desk. And get desk. mentally organized. Just, yeah. Like it's yeah. always nice to have some prep time before a call to get back into the mode of whatever it is you're yeah. talking about. Um, if your calls always run late, what you can do is when the call starts, which I actually hate when people say this, but it, it is useful. Mm. You tell them, I have a hard stop. I hate yeah. when people say that, but yeah. it's something, it makes sense. It's like, I have a hard stop at 2.30, so mm. I literally have to leave at mm. 2.30. Um, and then there's no confusion when at 2.30, if they're still talking, you know, you're like, we need to schedule in another call because yeah. I have to go, yeah. you know? Um, so that's something else you can do. And just in general, don't over-schedule yourself. Yeah. I have a client you know? who um, I was looking through all of the calendars for all the people in the team. And I was looking at all these meetings and I was like, what is all this for? Yeah. I think we get into bad habits of like, oh, we'll schedule a call. We'll do a catch up. We'll do this. We'll do that. And I'm like, could all of this just be a quick Slack message saying, here's what I've done this week. Here's my blockers. Here's what I need. Yeah. Because like, I think 
especially because everything's remote now. People are in the habit of like, oh, yeah, let's just jump on a call. It's like, how about not actually? Yeah. We could actually do some work and I'm trying to find time with this team to do some actually very uh, good, like useful work where we can generate some sales and make some money for the company. Totally. So in my mind that prioritizes like three in the afternoon FICA meeting where we all catch up. And I know that sounds harsh, but I'm like, Spend an hour here and you can go home early. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like exactly. it just yeah. What's a fika call? Oh, um, so fika is this Swedish concept of uh they have like an afternoon sweet break. So they'll ah. have like cinnamon buns or something. So this That's company cute. I work for has a a fika hour every three o'clock every day. That's lovely. So you can jump on Zoom and like have a cup of tea and have a chat, which is a very nice idea, but at the same time I'm like, yeah. You're, but you're really funny because you're kind of, people might be surprised by this, but you're kind of like, when it comes to work, you're like all business. Mm, mm. You much prefer to like get work done and get the hell out of there. But also, I mean, I think if it were, because there are some people that love stuff like that. I know. They just live for it. Maybe the Fika hour was the wrong example. Yeah. But But you know what I mean? Like, uh, totally catch up, like, uh, another company I work for does daily standups with the whole company. Whoa. And I'm like, do you all need to hear what everyone else is have to, having to do every single day? Daily. I mean, maybe they do. It's an open question. Yeah, 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 totally. But it, yeah, but anyway, it sorry, surprising. we segued a little bit. Yeah. It seems I was like, surprising. this is insanity. I'm sorry. Wow. I want crazy. you at 10.30. Yeah, right? Cancel this Cancel it. Um, so, yeah, I think just generally my message is just try to think a little bit about how the other person, like the other person's situation, mm. you know? No one is more important or less important or whatever. And if you're running late or you're canceling things all the time, mm. it's really, That's it's just it. not a good trait to have. Yeah, honestly. just look at your own behavior and be like, okay, what can I change here? Exactly. You're in control, guys. Let's do it, It's right? up to you. <laughs> I mean, I actually, there was a point in time where I was clearly, I had just had way too many things scheduled and I started being late to a lot of things. Mm. And I was like, Brittany. And it, and I was getting anxious about it because I knew that I personally feel, like how I feel when people are late is that, well, when they're always late, mm. is that I'm not actually that important to them yeah. or they don't really care that much about, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah. And I, when I find that I'm doing it, then I'm like, oh my God, they think that they're not important to me. And I'm like, mm. you know, and I just freak out. It's really yeah. fun. <laughs> Love a good freak it's out. It's fun to be inside Brittany's brain. I'll tell you. <laughs> what do you got for work, Penn? Well, I was, I think everyone can identify with this um, because a lot of us are probably working at cafes at the moment. So I was at a cafe the other day and this extremely loud American was talking to her friend (laughs) about her boss and she was complaining and sort of, but the thing was like, I could hear every word she was saying. She was practically shouting, but um, from what I heard, it wasn't her, her boss actually sounded incredibly reasonable mm-hmm. and like he was working his ass off to make her happy. Right. And she was being completely sloppy and lazy and mm. unreasonable. Okay. So it got me thinking like, how do you know when actually it's you that's the problem? Because right. your friends yeah. aren't going to tell you. No. Definitely um, not. They'll actually probably make you feel more like it's the other person. Exactly. They'll disagree the with problem. you, be like, yeah, what a bastard. Yeah. You know, but honestly, not all bosses are bastards. Yeah. And I literally, like, I was listening to this girl for half an hour. I couldn't concentrate. I had to leave. Yeah. Um, and, she, like, everything she was saying, I was like, 
what I was just dumbfounded that she yeah. could possibly be, think that that was okay. Um, so uh, I guess the answer to this question is, first of all, feedback. Like you have yep. to get feedback um, and trust the person giving it to you. So if you think your boss is an asshole, then you're probably not going to be listening to what he or she has to say. Um, and it, your friends are just going to agree with you. So you have to be aware of that. Yeah, so, and maybe like approaching it from the stance of like, I'm going to tell you the facts and I, w- I don't want you to just agree with me and tell, like, I want to know what do you actually think? Do yeah. you think that's normal or whatever? Mm, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think um, I've, I'm pretty bad like this. Like I've had a couple of friends tell me about a situation. I'm like, I'm sorry, I really can't see what the issue is here. And they're yeah, just like, yeah. can you please agree with me? And I'm like, yeah. no. That's I true. Ju- I won't have it. Yeah, Penny absolutely will. Like if she if she hears a story, you just don't. Yeah, you just yeah, don't. You're agree. gonna. Get, I'm very yeah. honest like that. I yeah. guess, but also I just don't. I it doesn't appeal to me to just agree with someone and and enable bad like practices. I guess. Yeah, or totally. Mentalities yeah, or, or, whatever. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like if you hear feedback from someone you trust, and you're like. Yeah, that makes sense, but it's not necessarily for me. It doesn't align with my values or my personal mm-hmm. brand or whatever. Just be conscious about like receiving that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing. Like you have to find people you trust and people who you admire, I guess, and get them to really give it to you straight, like lay it all out. Um, you might be completely out of line and you might hear from a friend like, oh, honestly, I think you might need to reassess this situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I worked with this girl once and she was always talking about how she was discriminated against as a woman. Um, and she was like, yeah, I don't get paid as much as the male designers. And I'm like, okay, so you're late to work every day. Yeah. You miss calendar invitations to client meetings regularly. You, I have to chase you around to do work. You loudly and publicly spend lots of time at work on things that aren't work. Like, right. Oh, like, hey, what do you think of this tube skirt? <laughs> like loudly in front of other people. What? And I was like, no, but you're not taking yourself seriously. You're not taking this job seriously. So naturally you're not being paid as much. Yeah, of course. And it was sad because eventually I did just have to say, like, I wouldn't pay you as much either because yeah. it doesn't, like, they they sit down and work really hard all day and you don't. And you're not, like, you're not performing your duties. So it's yeah. nothing to do with being a woman. It's to do with poor performance, to be yeah. honest. I mean, you got to keep your online shopping at work under the radar, It's a secret people. activity. It's a secret <laughs> one. Keep it on the download. You don't announce that in front no. of a bunch of people. Maybe your one work friend, you tell them. You send them for an opinion. You yeah. Know? But that's it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up because I think – Although I like people to be confident and happy and so on, you get that confidence from positive reinforcement from your managers and stuff. Totally. The yeah. end. It's like, I, it's like, uh, now I'm going to keep talking after you said the you, end. You can keep going. I was just saying, I'm done. It's like that classic uh, problem where, uh, I'm sure that this happens also with men, but I just have more experience uh, on the woman's side of it, where like a friend is talking about her ex-boyfriend. And oh, like, yeah. He did this and he did that and he he's such an asshole and he's horrible or whatever. And it's so funny because your friends just like, usually just pump that more oh, into you. It's like, yeah, he's the worst. But, and, but, I, but I, I think since moving, it could be since moving to Germany, I often say, like I'll, I'll say, like I find myself thinking now, like 
he doesn't, it doesn't actually sound, sounds like yeah. it just didn't work out with you guys. He doesn't sound like an asshole. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think <laughs> that's funny. growing up as well. Like that's you get true. into your 30s and you're suddenly like, oh, look, we weren't compatible that's or whatever. Right, it's yeah. not that he's a piece of dirt. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm exactly. this perfect princess angel. 100%. And he was blessed to have me. I think that's a very 20s, when you're in that's your 20s, true. you're like, you are way too good for him, babe. Yeah. He was intimidated by mm. you and yeah. your beauty. Yeah, you know. and your wild intelligence and <laughs> yeah. sense of hummus. <laughs> culture. What's going Sorry. on with you culture-wise? You know how I love true crime? Yes. So uh, there's this critically acclaimed podcast series on Audible called West Cork. West Cork. Yeah, like Cork in Ireland. Ah, of course, yeah. Um, and basically, like, it's been around, this podcast has been around for two years or something, and I just finally got around to listening to it. Mm-hmm. And it was very good. So this woman. But don't give away. Like, I won't give it away. I'm gonna... It's totally fine. It's a whole thing. All right. So uh, this woman, she's French. She has a holiday house in West Cork, which is like, uh, I love the way they talk about it. They talk about West Cork as being as far as you can go without getting your feet wet. So it's That's like adorable. On, very much on the coast. Mm-hmm. I looked it up on the internet. It's, it's gorgeous. Gotta be co- it's got to be coastal for these like oh, yeah. crime, you know, because they have to at some point. Like that noirish kind exactly. of. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, very dramatic. But anyway, sadly she gets murdered there. Oh, no. And then it's just an investigation and a whodunit. Okay. And it's got some really incredible characters. True, it's not a true, true story. story. Yeah, true yeah, story. true, true, true. True crime, true story. All oh, right. <laughs> I guess if it's true called, crime, if it's not called fake crime. true crime, it's true. All right, all right. You're like, I, I'm like, I love true crime, and you're like, I prefer fake crime. Yeah, <laughs> I'm much more into the fake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's great because it's got like these sing-songy, gorgeous Irish accents. Oh and, God, yes, and some like French accents that. as well. And the two and the, really good accents. Yeah. yeah, and the the woman who so there's a guy and a girl that uh, narrate the whole thing, and she has a really nice voice. Mm, so it's yeah. very soothing. Anyway, it's like 13 episodes or something, and of like an hour each, or how long? Hmm, I think it's like 40 minutes. Ooh, so it's a commitment. Yeah. yeah. I turned through it in a week. I was I like, know, you, just... I'm going to clean my house and listen to three episodes of this podcast. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but it was really interesting because also I read recently that people who engage with like true crime and horror genres can, um, they tend to be better at emotionally dealing with scary situations in reality because in a way you've uh-huh. already kind of like, or every negative possible scenario, you've already gone through it in your head or through this other meeting. Um, and I definitely feel like this myself. Like when the pandemic happened, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm ready for this. It's bound to happen. I've seen <laughs> contagion. I'd seen pandemic. I've seen. You're like, I'm all like, you're just. the one with the monkeys? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, I've seen all the movies about global pandemics. Ape. Something ape? Planet of the Apes? <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, that's sorry. So cute. I was on the wrong track. But that I mean that yeah, yeah. It's More, apocalyptic. Whatever. Yeah. Um but yeah, I recommend the show. So what else? Um we well, I recently learned from our good friend Wesley on her Instagram account. Oh yeah. That post about watching I mean, this is I guess this is a little different listening because it's not like this you wouldn't deem this as like scary to listen to right no no no. no. but where when you watch like thriller movies uh, or horror movies Mm. I guess it's really interesting because people with anxiety it really calms them yeah 
because it's actually it's almost actualizing on your fears. Yeah. It's making them real in some way. Yeah, and it just it gives you a place to put your anxiety, I guess, is how mm. she described it, which I thought was super interesting. And then people who uh who don't have as much anxiety get really really anxious mm. during these movies or t- tend to. Yeah. And and they need to like calm down afterwards. Yeah. So interesting. It's it's all really interesting and I think like uh, I think people kind of get um, dis- – it's it's kind of uncool to listen to and engage with true crime. It's like this very white woman thing to be like, oh, my life is fine. I'm going to listen to some horrible story about a brutal murder or whatever. But yeah. I think you learn a lot about sort of humanity and racism and police and law and all that stuff. Like whenever the Black Lives Matter stuff crops up, I'm like, yeah, I mean, this is not a surprise to me at all. There are so many stories about um, – like small towns and a girl goes missing and the cops are under pressure to yeah. find someone and they just pick a fucking black guy yeah. because these people can't, you may, they they're not in a to position to defend themselves. Yeah, exactly. And so they, these poor people like, yeah, I mean, I've, it happens All a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I think um, it's dismissed and maligned. But unfairly so. Absolutely. Yeah. And I do think it's gross to like get off on that sort of stuff. But I I think the stories are more interesting. Yeah. And that's what I really liked about West Cork. Like it was an investigation of this little village um, and different types of people and culture and community. And yeah, it was very interesting and not sort of grisly and salacious. So speaking of salacious uh, true crime shows, mm-hmm. um, there's this one that I'm kind of boycotting on Netflix. And by boycotting, I mean I might watch it eventually. <laughs> but for now, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm just not watching it. So it's called American Murder. And it's about this man who murders his family. <gasps> and it's just to me, it got a lot of press, obviously, when it happened American and stuff. Murder. And he it's just I had seen a lot of it in the news uh when it was all kind of happening. Mm. And it was really, it's just a horrible horrible story. Mm. And there's something really weird about, like you said, about us putting so much, or like just obsessing over these things. And I guess from a human standpoint, it's because we don't understand, Mm. right? Like how that could possibly happen. Yeah. We're trying to rationalize it. Yeah. So, Mm. um, but it it does seem a little bit like, I kind of feel like, God, you know, these kind of stories, I'm like, I don't know if I need those in my life, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I find um, the the interesting paradox is that like a lot of uh, sort of sociopathic serial killers actually have these, like Ted, Ted Bundy is the mm-hmm. perfect example. He kind of had this grandiose idea and about how, and he liked the fame. Even yes. though it was infamy, he liked being at the centre of the attention. And by killing all these women, we've given him, and exactly then we, we talk about it all the time, yeah. we're giving him exactly what he wants. So I kind of... I never watch anything that's like celebrity serial killer oriented. Yeah. Because I think that's really gross. Yeah. Um, but I don't mind a small story, if that makes sense. Like yeah. just something that we don't understand. And if it's done really well with some journalistic integrity, that's not like, and our brains were splattered everywhere. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like I yeah. think that's gross and like voyeuristic in a way. Yeah. I mean, I did watch the Ted Bundy series. And how Netflix. was that? Because um, I know about him from when I was young. Of course, younger, yeah. I mean, he's, he's I'd insane. always heard, yeah, I'd always heard about him, like, 
through just, you know, almost like my parents being like, well, Ted, you know, they'd like reference him Mm. or something. But I never really knew, like I knew that he had murdered a lot of people, but I didn't know like the stories. Yeah. And so it was really, what I found super interesting is how the police, like they talk about sort of like, has he like escaped prison and all this kind of crazy stuff that I didn't know about. So that was kind of interesting. Um, But yeah, he he himself, he wasn't that interesting as a person. Like he was just- Psychotic, like you know, he was just a sociopath or yeah. a yeah. sociopath. Yeah. yeah, definitely psychopath. I think we're like criminally, <laughs> pun intended, uneducated on people and psychology. Yeah. Like yeah, what, totally. What makes up a healthy person, and what are the red flags, and what are the warning signs, and like. So these are the only things that I think, like for something like this American Murder Netflix series, that would be interesting, or or we could learn from, mm. because I'm sure that there were some signs, yeah. you know, like, and those are the kinds of things that you, that I think we should all be a little bit, like you said, more, more aware, aware. Yeah. Yeah. And actually this is why I'm very, um, uh, skeptical of the concept of charisma because I think, um, so in people with these sort of <laughs> sociopathic tendencies, they have very high charisma levels. Mm-hmm. Like that's part of the diagnosis. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, makes you question the value of that thing and like how shallow and empty it can be. And like, what is the value of a person? Is it being charming or is it actually living a good life and being a decent person that cares about other people? Um, So yeah, I think I just wish that like maybe some low, like low rate, uh, low level kind of psychology was included in school. Like I don't see what's wrong with that. Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah. The end. (laughs) Um, just struggling it, through today. <laughs> to turn it to a more positive uh, note, on my culture docket, <laughs> um, it's so funny because I was saying to Penny, like, the fact that we have this culture section really makes me, like, sometimes I really have to dig deep to figure <laughs> out, like, culturally what's going on or something that I want to talk about. And then other times I'm like, I have so, so much many to things. say. Yeah. So, but this week I do have something to talk about because it is, in fact— Canadian Thanksgiving. Yay! It's Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. This is coming out on Tuesday, so actual Thanksgiving is on Monday. So we're giving thanks to all the Canadians in our lives. Exactly. For being the cutest little guys. That's what it's for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. It's so funny because everyone always asks me, what like what is Thanksgiving? Yeah, can you please give me the rundown? Yeah. I know I've had Thanksgiving at your house a dozen times, but. The thing is, uh, it's like, it's not that. It's not that interesting of a story. It's like we give thanks for the harvest of the last year. Like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's super Cute. simple and whatever. But I think it's so funny because Europeans are always very confused by Thanksgiving because it's not related at all to any kind of religion. Religion, right. Um, it's a pagan festival. Right. Mm. Yeah. So, but they really, like, that's, like, not a thing, in, in especially in Germany. Like, all of their holidays are based on religion. Oh, yeah. 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 Except for reunification day. Right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. For, for, for Yeah, exactly. Reunification from the East and West. And are you so, going to get a big old turkey? You know what? This year, I don't think I'm going to do it. Because mm, you're moving house. And I'm stuff moving. Well. I'm. It's a, There's a lot going on right mm. now. I'm going to make a special dinner tomorrow night, though. Just something a little bit extra special. Oh. Yeah. So but I cute. wanted to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. So even though I'm not having a turkey, I'll tell you. So here's the thing. Okay, so... Just so everybody knows, because I feel like 
honestly, Canadian Thanksgiving gets a little lost in the old American Thanksgiving uh, docket, you know? Yeah. We get tossed into the same little Not, box, yeah. you know? Yeah. But let's be honest, they're different. So first of all, Canadian Thanksgiving is before American Thanksgiving. So okay. it's in the middle of October, whereas American Thanksgiving is end of November. So it's like a good warm-up. This is the thing. So here's the thing about that I like about the fact that it's before, like it's it's quite a bit before Christmas, mm-hmm. which is really nice because it's a it's a moment where you meet up and you eat a lot of food and you mm-hmm. see your family. And Americans do it so close to Christmas. Yeah, it's like a double whammy. Yeah, it's like too much going on at once, you know? So mm-hmm. I really like the place in the year where yeah. Thanksgiving okay, is. So okay, so you win that one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're celebrating the bountiful harvest of the past year. <laughs> How adorable is that? Um, and what we eat usually is a big roast turkey mm-hmm. with stuffing, mm-hmm. mashed potatoes, gravy, you know, cranberry sauce. Um, there'll be some kind of vegetable component. You know, people will make a casserole, mm-hmm. the whole thing, you know. And now stuffing is, in case people are wondering. I flippin' love stuffing. I mean. I wish you could just go to a store and be like, give me a bag of stuffing with I mean, some gravy on it. In North America, you eat- can definitely do that. Oh, really? Well, maybe not like. Willing in a bag, yeah. A you bag. could buy it in like a box. In a box, yeah. That yeah. makes more sense. It'd yeah. be a wet bag. Yeah, <laughs> gross. <laughs> okay, stuffing is the greatest thing, and I just I know that we have a lot of Europeans listening, so I just want to explain what stuffing is in case they don't know. Oh yeah, because I've actually had people over for Thanksgiving dinner and like, and they're like, "What is this amazing vomit-looking stuff?" Yeah. <laughs> so basically, it's bread all chopped up. Usually, you actually use like day-old bread, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit hard. You cover it with like onions and, well, it's like onions, garlic, uh, some kind of broth, right? Mm-hmm. You would use like chicken broth or something like that, mm-hmm. or I guess turkey, whatever. Is mm-hmm. there such thing as turkey broth? I don't know. Gl- Geflugel fund. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> I, know my, I know my stocks. <laughs> That's the German stock. Exactly. So, yeah. um, you know, and it all tosses around so it gets a bit wet and then you cook, <laughs> it sounds so gross, and then you cook it inside the Get turkey's the bread carcass. wet. And then stick it up the turkey's clacker. A clacker. Oh, someone dig the fire. That's it. That now, poor turkey. It's it's awful. That poor thing. But it tastes so good. Now some people put like apple in it. Some people I put, put celery. Yes, yeah, celery is a must. Yeah. yeah, and then like lots of herbs, obviously. So oh it's like yeah, a rosemary. Herby, warm. Thyme. It's like kind of crispy, but also it's almost moist. like pudding. So it's almost good. like a savory pudding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's flipping delicious. And I am like, I'm pretty uh I'm pretty serious about stuffing. Oh bread. my god, me I don't too. Mess around. I usually I'm make there to way win. too much. Yeah. Like I make so much because yeah. it is everyone's favorite thing. Yeah. And it's so good the next so day. It's good. Oh my god. I'm so hungry now. <gasps> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, happy Canadian Thanksgiving, everyone. I just wanted to give a little quick lesson of what it is so that you know everyone Cute. now knows, right? Yeah. And I didn't know either, so I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Britt. <laughs> You're welcome. Lifestyle. Oh, I'm going. Uh, okay, I'm going to go first. My lifestyle topic is sleep. Uh, it's one of my favorite activities, honestly. I, I couldn't agree more. If I could go I to bed sleep. at 9.30 every night, I'd be delirious. I did that several times this week. Oof. I love it You get it shamed so a lot, much. though. I know everybody's like, everyone's like, it's a bit early, isn't yeah. it? And I'm like, you mean, but honey, once the sun goes down... It's free for all. It's lights You're out. It lights out for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing is, I sleep really well. And I know that that is not the truth for a lot of people, or not mm-hmm. the case, I should say, for a lot of people, especially my German partner boyfriend. So he has a lot of trouble sleeping. 
And lately, so what we do is, and I think you do very similar things. <laughs> you ready? I'm really going to find out what you do while you're. St- <laughs> <laughs> to get no, okay. Here's. <laughs> well, now I can't stop laughing. No, but here's the thing: the the bedtime ritual, which I think a lot of people have, is that you turn on an episode of a sitcom that you know really well. And you you know you turn. Well, I mean, what we do is turn it completely like dark. So you can barely hear it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, and like, not too bright. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. you don't actually yeah. have the brightness on at all. Mm-hmm. It's so it's just like a black screen, and you have it like just loud enough so that you can hear it, but not too loud that it like interrupts or yeah. like if someone it's like, screams. Ah! Yeah. Exactly. Um, but this is like every night we go to sleep like that, almost mm. every night, and it started to worry me because I'm like, is this actually okay no. to do. Yeah. <laughs> See, what that, they call bad sleep hygiene. I know. I know. <laughs> but here's the thing, Penny. So I was looking into it because of course I was saying to my boyfriend, I was like, we need to like shake things we need up to shake, Yeah. We need to like wean ourselves off of this like lullaby thing that we're mm-hmm. doing, you know, because it's not healthy, you know? And then he was like, he, he, basically we kind of got into a, not argument, but a, a debate on mm. whether it's like good or not, mm. you know? And like, I mean, some people could argue, other than the screen. Okay, the screen is really bad. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the light coming off the screen is terrible, right? But if you don't have the light on and you just have the sound, yeah, it's kind of like a white noise. Fine. It's like a white noise mm-hmm. machine, right? Which is apparently fine. totally fine. Yeah, right? there's an app called Calm and you can have like Morgan Freeman read you a bedtime story. I love this like That's millennial hilarious. thing because you know how everyone a few years ago was like, oh, millennials, they're all big babies. And now I'm like, Maybe I am a big baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm a bloody, mass, yeah. I listen to someone reading me a bedtime story. Absolutely. I'm too anxious to fall asleep. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I did, I did a bit of Googling, a bit of research, because I wanted to look into it. And basically, the thing that a lot of people, the um, people who have trouble sleeping, the reason that they have trouble sleeping is that their thoughts are running, running in mm-hmm. their head, right? So what this whole listening to a sitcom does is, of course, distracts them enough. Mm. But it has to be something super familiar so that you're not obviously like wanting to know what happens in the story. You have to already know the story. Everything's fine. And then you just get enough distance from your thoughts that it helps you go to sleep. So my question is, what's worse, right? Sitting up with your thoughts like buzzing around or having like a white noise thing that puts you to sleep, you know? Yeah, I think it's totally, listen, like life is hard. We do yeah. what we can to get by. Totally. I used to, so for about seriously like eight years, I used to fall asleep to Seinfeld every night. Yeah. And it's because I've seen all the episodes so many times Yeah, that I don't even laugh anymore, even though it is hilarious. <laughs> Obviously. Um, yeah. And like then I broke up with my ex-boyfriend and I started dating other guys and they were like, oh, well, I can't sleep with that thing on. And I'm like, right. and sometimes they would laugh. Like they'd be like, because <laughs> they're and I'm like, oh along. yeah, George is hilarious. Sorry. Yeah, like, yeah. I've just seen this episode so many times. Um, and so I had to kind of wean myself off it and it was quite hard. And now the way I try and approach it is like, I get in bed when I'm ready to go to sleep. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, yeah, it's different for me because I take medication. So it's obviously going to happen for me. Right. Um, the interesting thing, like what I, I was reading some articles and there was this one Vice article that was basically like, yeah, is it actually bad to mm. fall asleep with the TV on or with your computer on, mm. right? And of course the light is terrible. Computer light is way worse than TV light though. Yeah. It's the um, blue light or something. Exactly. Mm. But what's super interesting that this this guy said, I'll link this. It's an old article. I think it's from like 2017 or something. But um, 
he was he was saying that like watching television is one of the few inherently passive activities mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. can do. So it, it seems like it should be the right thing to do to put you to bed because it's like you can zone out yeah. in front of it, right? Whereas like if you think about uh, reading a book mm. or, you know, like just doing something more where you have to focus, mm. you'd think reading a book wouldn't be the right thing to do before bed because you're like thinking and and like, you know what I mean? Mm. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I was yeah. like, yeah, that is, hmm. But reading also makes me fall asleep. If I really want to get myself a bit more tired, I'll read like a chapter of a book without my glasses on. Oh, that's funny. And then my eyes get really tired and I'm like, oh, I'm done for the day. That's hilarious. You know when you're a bit hyper? You should probably just go to bed and you're like, I get a bit of a buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Take off the glasses, read a book, pass the fuck out. Yeah. Anyway, I know that I don't have any, like I haven't actually, like what's super, what I found super interesting in my research is that there's a lot of research about like the blue light and it's, everybody knows, you know, you shouldn't look at your phone an hour before you go to bed or be on your laptop, blah, blah, blah. But there's not a lot of research about that kind of like, like actually like listening to TV or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that, yeah, that's kind of, it's, you know, anyways, it's inconclusive, mm. which is I'm a bit a big sad fan because of white noise. Yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. How could it possibly be bad? I know. Well, I, that's the thing. It's like now I have to go back to my boyfriend and tell him that he was right. Damn. <laughs> Damn it. No, don't do that. Right? I got to move up with in with me. Yeah. <laughs> there's way, there's nothing worse than Total having nightmare. to admit you were wrong. I just hate it. <laughs> I just hate it. But I'll do it. So uh, I guess it's over to me. It's over to you, Ken It's over dog. to me. Yeah. So um, I've decided I'm not reading the news anymore. Great. Which um, I always used to be like, oh, it's kind of rude to not read the news because it means like you can't be as informed and you're not up to date and it's kind yeah. of your obligation to know about it's like things. like ignorant or whatever, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is if you scroll through some, like I was scrolling through The Guardian a few weeks ago and I was like, if I believed all of these headlines, then <laughs> I, I would be in a full state of apocalyptic anxiety. Yeah. I would be freaking the fuck out. Like yeah. climate crisis, Trump, pandemic, da, da, da. And I'm like, I don't think anything in here is things that I need to know to maintain my daily life and also to help my fellow human beings. Like I know all of this is going on. There's no update that's crucial to my well-being or And if or you need that anything. update, you'll get it. Exactly. You'll get it from a friend, someone, you know. I think that it's important to know what's going on in the world, but you really need to monitor how yeah. how often you're, like I started, I've been back in the mode of like looking at the looking at the news every morning and I'm like, oh, Britt, like why are you doing that yeah. to yourself? And also don't you think, I don't know if this happens to you, but reading all of the bad news, it makes me feel completely apathetic. Right. I stop caring. I'm yeah. like, you know what? It's fucked. Sense. We're all fucked. Yeah. yeah. So what am I? I'm going to go gonna get myself a, a steak and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> totally. Let's do this. It's but, so true. And I think I have more room for like compassion and empathy and stuff when I'm just not reading headlines. So the thing is, I don't read headlines anymore. I don't read like these kind of 24-hour news cycle articles. Yeah. But I do like to obviously read like, long-form investigative journalism. So if there's something that's going into depth on a topic where I can learn something, that's totally fine because it gets into more of the complexity of an issue and often you'll realize like, oh, it's not black and white. Like there's many different facets to this story. Yeah. Um, And then on that point, I 
I just completely quit Twitter. I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? <sighs> yeah. Like we have a huge problem with oversimplification of issues at the moment. And Twitter literally, like you've got 280 characters yeah. to make a point and it's like it's this, it is, this is the definition of reduction. Yeah. Um. So fuck that. Uh, I don't think it's a world or a conversation that anyone needs to be a part of. Yeah. And I feel so much lighter. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Twitter is one of those places also you can get really deep into some oh, topics sure. and it's just, it can get kind of dark, right? <laughs> I mean, I haven't been on Twitter in a really long time. Though. Have you, did you see the Chrissy Teigen thing? Um, so they're like, baby. Oh God. Yeah. That was sad. Oh, but no, anyway, okay. uh, there's, there, there are conspiracy theorists that think Chrissy Teigen, who is a sweet, you know, baby angel. Yeah who writes cookbooks and is married to a pop star, yeah. they think she's a pedophile. What? <laughs> oh, my God. I was in this Twitter hole at four in the morning. I was like, oh, okay, so apparently Chrissy Teigen is a pedophile. What? Because she said she made a joke once in like 2012. Yeah. And all these people were like, yeah, nice try, you pervert. <laughs> and I was like. People love to get a hold of something. They would just run with is- it. Seriously, it's so, so it was funny. funny, but it was also like, I think that also when you read stuff like that, you're like, I despair for humanity if any tr- anyone truly thinks that this woman is a pedophile. Yeah, like, oh my God. She's a normal per. like, you know, I'm not one to defend celebrities, but I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, but can you imagine funny. if people said that about us? <laughs> They're like, well, they're pedophiles. That's the only thing. Oh, of course. Oh, my That's God. what we do. We, that's yeah, insane. Anyway. But, just, yeah, that's just like the internet can be such a scary place. It's a time suck as well. It is a time like, suck. Like you can spend your time in many better places. Absolutely. Yeah. Learn learn to make sourdough. That's what you should do. <laughs> that's what everybody started doing. Learned, they were started making sourdough. And, you know, the backlash now is that everyone's like, my sourdough is completely flat. It's like a biscuit. Oh. I'm like, well, you know. Make it into a pizza. Be the pizza guy. There you go. Yeah. Sourdough pizza crust. Look at me. I'm just going to come up with hobbies for people. That's my new consulting business. You want a hobby? Give me a call. Yeah. Marmalade, pizza, Marmalade. (laughs) Pedophiles. No, I'm joking. Marmalade. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Oh, God. What What a hobby. What are we going to do now, Brit? Uh, we're going to go have a couple of outdoor wine beverages. Alfresco, baby. Yeah. And we're going to have them with our friend Callum. Yeah. Hi, Callum. Hi, Callum. We'll know if you listen to the podcast now. That's All the right. way to the end. Because <laughs> exactly. sometimes like, people are like, oh, I had the little shout out on the podcast. And you're like, yep, that's that's why we're friends. That's a real Because you listen to the show. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go have a couple drinks with Callum. It's nice because outside right now, it's still tolerable to sit outside. Yeah. But we're just on the cusp. We're teetering. We're definitely teetering yeah. over to too cold. So we're going to enjoy it while it lasts. That's white. Right. Hope you enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, everybody. And don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a dick. <laughs>